0: Internationals. I see we have people from Philippines, India, and so on it goes. So we are going to ask Amir to pray for our time right now. We use this as a tool to equip you to understand what the Bible says, make good observations, and have good information that's flowing into your mind so that your hearts can know how to deal with the stresses of the times that we live in of the signs that the Bible predicted.
1: Amir, can you uh, lead us? in yes, please? thank you, Mike. Thank you. Father, we thank you so much for this first roundtable of 2022. We understand the times and the seasons in which we live, oh, not because we're so smart, it's because you, by your grace, because of you, your love to us, you showed us through your word and confirmed it to us through the Holy Spirit that is in us, that uh, indeed we are in the last days. We have all the signs, we can see the times, and we are privileged to use this hour to share it with brothers and sisters from all across the world. We ask that you will give us uh, not just uh, wisdom uh, from what we know in the scriptures, but let the Holy Spirit speak through us. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only discuss the things that uh, we talk about, but also answer questions. Yeah. Thank you. We bless you. We ask that you will also preside over the technical aspect of this broadcast, and may your name be be glorified. We need to decrease so you will increase. We thank you Mm -hmm. and we bless you in the name of Yeshua, the only hope of Israel, the only hope of the whole world, the blessed Messiah, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In His name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you.
0: Yeah, so today's format is very simple. We're going to pick up where we left off last time. So if you didn't view that, go to our YouTube channel and you'll see the title there. This is simply part two. We explored things like government and the one world government and the times that we live in, indicating there'd be apostasy, false teaching, and so many other topics. I want to pick up where we left off. And by the way, my name is Mike Golay the Director of Operations with Behold Israel, and we're going to have about a half-hour discussion, and then I want all of you to start thinking about questions that you want to ask, and we're going to open up uh, the chat room. It's already open on both platforms, Facebook and YouTube. Write your question out there, and uh, we'll see if we have time to answer it. But the first question um, I want to ask Jan. Jan, you have seen a lot of changes in the United States alone. You've seen the government take over, you've seen a lot of the changes that have taken place in education, in medicine, you can see it happening uh, right on down to community levels. Wokeism, right. how the world wants to take from the church what we already have been taught by Jesus, which is equality, racial equality. Jan, it seems like the world is hijacking that which always belonged to the church, you know, they're talking about open borders in the name of compassion. Well, that's a Christian principle, but they're, they seem to want to deploy Christian principles and not do their job as a government. <clears throat> and as you look at what's going on, I'm going to ask you this. What do you think is going to happen this year in the best estimation in terms of changes within the United States and maybe even the world? in terms of all of this government reach
2: obviously if i had an answer i'd probably be a, a very rich person but oh. i think <laughs> i think all of us who are looking at the events transpire and all of us do that we do that all day long and all we have to do is kind of connect the dots and then apply the bible but mike i think the thing that has so so astounded me in the last year really two years and the question is, where is it going to go now in the new year? And that is people are beginning to lean too much on government. I think they're beginning to depend on government. And I think they're beginning to look to government for everything, including their health and safety. And when they start doing things like that, it's a perfect setup for a man with a plan who's going to come in and offer Tremendous solutions to all the problems we have. And we have some problems going on. Uh, many, many of the issues thrown into gear by this pandemic and all that's up, uh, involved with that, mm-hmm. the vaccinations, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. But my concern is that people are relying and depending and trusting government. Can you think of one instance in society where trusting the government is helpful and beneficial and even safe? I mean, I think there comes a time in, in world wars and where, where we have to look to the government. But other than that, I don't see the government as being a savior.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at the Department of uh, Energy, the Department of Education. Look at the turns that all of these departments are making, which is really driven by right. you know the president administration. Pastor Barry, I want to get your input on this. <clears throat> Throughout human civilizations... Man has always tried to be his own Lord. And lawlessness, that is what you want to do, when you want, with whom you want, where you want, you know, is really the name of the game with a lot of the governments and civilizations that have come and gone. In the first two chapters of Romans, even as far back as the first century, Paul warns the church of the tendency of giving up God. Can you speak to that? And what examples do you have of how Paul's predictions of the future and his warnings are coming true today.
3: Well, Mike, you know, I think it's important that uh, what you just pointed out about Romans chapter one, especially because the whole digression that's presented there in verses 18 and beyond begins with a denial that God is creator. And even though the evidence is overwhelming that God spoke all things into existence in six night day cycles, uh, turning from him is going to lead to, Uh, a digression morally that begins with a sexual revolution. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see this is exactly the pattern that has happened here in the United States. Uh, We had the Scopes Monkey trial where evolution was normalized in daily conversation when prior to that, it was illegal to teach it in school, but this was put to the test in the courtroom. And we know some of the things that happened uh, with Clarence Darrow and all the other issues uh, that stem from that. But basically we had the introduction of evolution into mainstream society and from that this was followed by some 35 years later uh, a sexual revolution in the 60s and then you've got the rampant homosexuality that's presented there in the romans chapter one digression and then what you see that happens there is that uh, god gives him up twice and then he finally gives him over to a debased mind and and right. this is really to do things that are not fitting and this, I think, is where we're at right now in the global scheme of things, things that are not fitting or normalized, Uh things like abortion are normalized, and it's presented as though it's some type of means of protecting a woman, even when it's oh. taking the life of an infant child. And so we're really seeing the end result of an up is down, down is up, evil is good, good is evil, that all began with denying the fact that God is the authority over all creation, He's presented, Jesus is presented in Colossians chapter 1, 15 to 17 as uh, such, as the authority over all creation for all things were created by him, for him and through him. And there was nothing that was made that he didn't make. So creation and trusting in the God of creation is essential to understanding the role of God, including the role of God as being supreme to the role of human government. And uh, really, I think this is where uh, we're experiencing uh, such a downfall today.
0: So I'm very interested, Amir, as we talk about at least the United States up till now, with government change moving towards more of a globalist value system, which Barry uh, identified here in the Book of Romans, the ultimate graduation to sexual malleability and confusion. You know, the Bible spoke many, many topics uh, about the one world and how it would come together throughout as the topics the uh, prophets were writing, the New Testament especially. But we we asked this question last time, so I don't necessarily want to go there. But where I do want to go is Israel is the the linchpin, the key. Is Israel as a Jewish nation? At, do they do they jump into this? And if so, what does the Bible say would happen? I mean, isn't there in a sense a principle of inevitability here? Yeah, We knew this would happen. It feels horrible Absolutely. to go through it. That's the hard thing. Yeah. But what what about Israel, the Middle East? Is this just an American um, delusion? Or is this something that you see happening in the Middle East?
1: No. First of all, uh, you have to understand that Israel is a unique case. Because on one hand, we see the hand of God upon them for a reason. For a reason and, and also for a season. Israel will continue as God's people as long as the moon and the sun and the stars will be there. But, you know, the, the day is going to come and there's not going to be moon and stars and sun anymore when he will make all things new. And that's when there's no more Israel, okay? So uh, up until the end of the millennial kingdom, Israel is still a nation that God will make sure it will survive and it will stand and not be completely gone. However... Israel always suffered from its, the consequences of its own sinful nature. It's always been like that. God never said to them, go ahead, sin as much as you want. Your sins are taken care of. We'll, we'll deal with that later. No, no. In fact, for for 2,000 years, we were not in our land because of that. In fact, even prior to that, for 70 years, we were gone from our homeland during the first uh, exile because of that. So Israel uh, suffered multiple attempts of annihilation as a race, as a nation, with the Holocaust being just the last one. But we're still the only nation on planet Earth that is being publicly called to be wiped out and the whole world is okay with that. So on one hand, we have that, but we have to understand, Mike, Israel is still a nation that wants to be like all the other nations. And it's oh. been like that. We always suffered from that thing of wanting to be like the rest. We've been like that when when they entered the land, when God led them into the land, they wanted to be like the, land, the, the people in the land, and that was the snare, of course. Now, because we are part of the families of, of the nations of the earth, we want to also accept what they accept. And hmm. so everything that is being described by my friends and brothers and sisters here, uh, regarding America, it happens in Israel. We're, we're not exempt from it. We, we have, uh, we have everything, the whole thing of people who choose their own gender, people who choose what got what, you know, what, what family is, uh, people who, However, Mike, you have to understand there is, as we talked about, the principle of inevitability. And what do I mean by saying that? Things must happen because God knows they will happen. It's not okay. that they must happen because no matter what, uh, it, God could see those things happening And he, through the prophets, already told us that these things are going to happen. Okay, For example, the Ezekiel war is not a question. It is a fact. It is going to happen. How do I know Ezekiel described it? How can you describe something if it may not happen? (laughs) You describe something that already happened. It's just that we haven't experienced it yet. So... There are things such as the Ezekiel war, such as the rise of the Antichrist, such as the third temple standing in Jerusalem, such as two-thirds of Israel will probably go and and sign up for him and for whatever he does, and God will save the last third. These are things that are going to happen. The question of the believer is not whether I can change these things. The question of the believer is where will I be by the decisions that I make today while those things are going to happen.
0: So you're saying that the Bible knew this would happen all along. It doesn't mean God approves it or that, no. that it's necessarily, but, no. but he gave us the, the foresight yeah. and we now have to respond based on the teachings of the Bible and the spirit. My very and-
1: quoted uh, Romans chapter one, Romans chapter one was, was written 2000 years ago. And it is a description of today. It wasn't, Romans chapter one describes today better than today's newspapers. Okay. (laughs) That's right. And and, and so what was written then is valid for today because what was written there described exactly what's going to happen to this world. And it only progresses and it's only getting worse and worse. But don't Hmm. think for a minute, Mike, that in the Roman era, Things were perfect and now we are the ones who messed it up. Everything Paul wrote was based on what he also already saw during that time. It's just that uh, things have progressed and maybe even became now um, a law. Anything that may have been outlawed then is now a law today. And so yeah. as as we said the good is now evil and the evil is now good yeah. but the same sinful nature Mike has been and it still is and that is what Jan said now the government walks in and says hey you can't say this you can't say that you can't do this you can't do that mm-hmm. everything that was up to you is no longer up to you now if i i'm not i'm not going to be surprised if this broadcast Right now is going to be banned, in, you know, an hour from now. Would it be the first one? Exactly. This is why probably <laughs> we we may want to tell people right now share it right now press the button share right sure. now, you know we might not even have it soon. Look, um, none of you knew I was
0: going to go this direction, but this just popped into my mind and. I don't know if the viewers or you even remember the truth project. And I got to give focus on the family credit for this because they did such a great yeah. job. And uh, this was 20 years ago, respectively. And, um, Jan, there were topics like, how do you determine what is truth? We see them redefining truth today, the, the, the governments of the world and the, the global thinkers. We, in this truth project, talked about anthropology, who really is man. The Bible says he's a sinner, but the progressive think that he has a lot of potential. Um, science was a topic, how they would redefine that. History, how they would redefine that. Remember, folks, they talked about sociology and how we should behave to each other and uh, what are the correct terms we should use to address each other. Um, the state. Whose law do we follow? God's law or the government law? (laughs) And the American experiment and the constitution with the Judeo-Christian values is now being attacked to be either reinterpreted or they want to blot out certain parts of that constitution. I think the forefathers could see this. And then labor. There's a few other topics as well, including community involvement. And then there's labor. Um, Work is viewed almost as evil, Jan. Jan. (laughs) <laughs> and you, I, I'm throwing that at, at all of you. Uh, Jen, what are your concerns moving forward with all of these changes? What impact could this have on the church itself? What impact do you see it having? I see a lot well, of people. Yeah.
2: I'm running a radio program starting started yesterday and this weekend and online into next week. And it's called, the title is featuring a new film that's out, Enemies Within oh. the Church. And the new film looks specifically at just who are some of the and names, the names, and I can't get into that right now. But uh, they can find the easiest ways to find it on my website olivetreeviews.org. But Mike, the film examines some of the things you're you're talking about. Um, and and the the thing that's so troubling is that the church has invited. Some of these worldly things into their into their sanctuary, to be honest. Um, wow. And and I think and I and I think it's it, it maybe Pastor Jack Hibbs, who has has said, and he said it on my radio program a number of times. If we could take the the problematic issues of our day and boil them down, we can look to almost obviously government is is a huge offender here. But Jack would say rightfully so the biggest fault comes right right to this front of of the church and our pulpits because our pulpits have fallen down on the kinds of messages that are going to equip the saints to handle the things we're talking about today. I mean, by default, the saints are turning to, as I said earlier, they're turning to government. They're becoming fear-based. Are you kidding? Christians becoming fear-based? Yes. Wow. They they're becoming fear based because the media and government is telling them they must be afraid. I mean, it comes back again to the pandemic, they must be afraid. God's gonna take care of us, folks, please. Um, so the pulpits need to be stronger, is all I'm saying, and the pulpits need to be sound, and our churches need to shut out the wolves that are coming in to try to eat the flock because there's lots of wolves out there. That's my that's my sermon for the day, Mike.
0: I appreciate that. You know, when we speak of wolves and this whole, um, it feels, Pastor Barry, like it's this ominous spirit globally, not just locally or even in the United States alone. It seems like if you travel to Europe, they're even farther down the pipeline. You can go to regions of Asia, and they've graduated to all-out globalism as well. It seems like they believe in the same things. It's almost like their Bible is open borders, racial equality. And we believe in all of, we believe in racial equality and compassion, but they're trying to redefine it. Since when did the world hijack that which was clearly taught in scripture, equality between male and female? We talk about uh, sexual clarity. It seems like the world hijacked all of the topics of great discipleship and clarity so we can have confidence before our Lord and freedom. Now, Pastor Barry, you're a pastor and you... You have to get up there and teach several times a week. Do you ever feel these same fears that a lot of other pastors feel? and how do you how do you determine what you're going to speak on and how you equip your 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 congregation? Just curious.
3: Well, I think the first thing to remember is what Paul said in in Ephesians chapter four, the purpose of church is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And uh, that's, that's my job. And as long as I take my job seriously and try and do it accurately, then the people are going to leave the room and go out into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Right. And, and Mike, I think what, uh, what Jan was pointing out and, and the fact that this is sweeping around the world and the reality that the church is basically fear-driven to a degree today, much of it, I should say, is why we are in the, the position and condition that we are in Uh, globally, and I'm glad you pointed out the Truth Project, that was a great uh, uh, video series, and the follow-up was good as well, uh, is Genesis History. And, you know, so much of the church has done what Romans 1 talks about. And it may not be that uh, they're flat out denying that God was creator, but they're incorporating a lie in the form of theistic evolution, that evolution was a mechanism that God used to start the process of all that we see here today, That's inconsistent with what the Bible teaches. And people say, well, you know, in Genesis, the word day could be translated as a time period, like with Noah's day and things like that. No, it can't. Not in Genesis, because Genesis self-interprets the night-day cycle as one day. Hmm. It was six literal night-day cycles in which God created everything. So you start moving away from there, and you've moved away from the very foundation that establishes the authority of God as a creative power and everything else goes out the window from there. And this is why we see this move toward egalitarianism or all things must be equal. No one can have any more than anybody else. There has to be a source of authority who monitors and allows buying and selling uh, so that nobody can uh, do anything that is against this, uh, this government that has become God during... Uh, the tribulation period. And, and Mike, uh, as Amir was talking, I wanted to <clears throat> throw something out there. It just, it reminded me that I think Christians need to remember that what we see as prophecy, God views as history. He's exactly. already seen it. It's already happened.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: change. It's going to go down exactly as he recorded. And uh, yeah. here we are living in times such as these where, you know, as we talked about earlier, evil is good. Good is evil. Uh, these are things that the Bible has told us. So, yeah. What do we do during this time? I think Paul gave the answer to the church in 2 Timothy chapter 4, where he was talking about, a se- or talking about a season where sound doctrine would not be endured. And I've always looked at that as he gave the solution before he cited the problem. The problem is not enduring sound doctrine, but preferring fables that tickle the ears. His solution to this was preach the word. And, and Mike, we don't need feel-good sermons. We don't need positivity uh, Jesus said in this life, you're going to have tribulation, but we can still be a people of good cheer because he has overcome the world. And that's what the book tells us. He's already overcome the world. It is already history. It is already finite in the realm of the supernatural. And we're just riding through the tail end of it. And uh, we need to be grabbing people as many as we can and yeah. telling them about Jesus so they can miss the whole tribulation and spend eternity in heaven. That's my story for
0: the day. I'm I'm going to open up. the. Yeah, go ahead. Just let me say this, and I want to hear from you, Jan. I'm going to open up the uh, questions at this time. So start writing in your questions, and they're going to be forwarded to me, Um, Jan. And then I want to ask Amir something about this topic before we go to questions.
2: No, I'm just backing up, Barry. We're on a rescue mission, and that's about all the time we have left on this earth, I believe. Mm -hmm. Is is to to rescue the perishing yeah. um rescue them from the trial of the tribulation and even greater rescue them from the flames of hell yeah. um but but i but I, and i think we we need to hit a, a few of the literal signs of the times too before we get to some of the questions uh but you go ahead deal, deal with the mirror and then i just want to hit two or three things that i think we should consider uh before we hit to the questions here
0: That'll be perfect. Amir, you talked about the principle of of inevitability. Wouldn't it be easier just to say, ah, God prophesied it. I'll just sit home and watch the whole sick play go down.
1: (laughs) It's it's (laughs) funny because, you know, according to what you said, uh, Genesis 3 is the end. That's it. Uh, We don't need to do anything. Uh, But but you have to understand, Mike, the, the, the greatest advantage of the believer is that we we know the things that the rest of the, the world does not know. We know the schemes of the devil. We mm-hmm. understand who he is, what he does, and we know how to withstand it. We know how to withstand. God equipped us with the right way with the right ammo, with the right shield, with the right sword. So we will be able to do that are so, so when we talk about a rescue team or in a rescue mission, it's because we are able to do that. Otherwise, it's, it's otherwise there's no point. Okay. And, uh, this is why I believe that when you, when we, when we look into Ephesians chapter 6 in verse 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able. You see, we are